listening to Sermons at St. Mary's, homilies of Father Don Nectarius Hawk, recorded live at St. Mary's Antiochian Orthodox Christian Church in Omaha, Nebraska. The reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Let us attend. The Lord said, When the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the holy angels with Him, then He will sit on His glorious throne. Before Him will be gathered all the nations, and He will separate them one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And He will place the sheep at His right hand, but the goats at the left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, O blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see thee hungry and feed thee, or thirsty and give thee drink? And when did we see thee a stranger and welcome thee, or naked and clothe thee? And when did we see thee sick or in prison and visit thee? And the king will answer them, Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. Then he will say to those at his left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me, naked, and you did not clothe me, sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer, Lord, when did we see thee hungry or thirsty, or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison, and did not minister to thee? Then he will answer them, Truly I say to you, as you did it not to one of the least of these, you did it not to me. And they will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Christ is in our midst. Good morning. The Lord, in His abundant mercy and goodness, brings us to this day. Every day, every year, I should say, at this time, we come to this day, right before Lent, where we are reminded 
of a very sobering and intense truth that you and I and all who have been born from the beginning of the world and those who will be born and live life to the end of the world will be judged. That's why we call this Sunday the Sunday of the Last Judgment. Many of us in our lives, we tend not to think about that, don't we? We just kind of get into the routine of our schedule. You know, we got this project we, we have to do. We got this thing we have to go to. We've got whatever, whatever. And not, none of which, of course, are evil. Those are the things that God has given to us to do, to be responsible for our lives. And so... The Lord Jesus, knowing that, deliberately every year brings us to this Sunday when we hear this gospel reading about the judgment so that we can take some time and stop, set aside the routine things that that we get involved in, the rhythm of our life, and ponder and reflect upon our own soul and where we stand before God. Because where we stand before God now and what we do now, as we know or not, makes all the difference in our eternal destiny. As I have done so many times before, I have gone to the richness and the depth of the Holy Orthodox Church and her experience to share some things with you this morning about this Sunday. I go again to St. John of Kronstadt, who gave some powerful homilies on this particular day. I'm going to read portions of it to you this morning so that we get an understanding of where God has us. He says, he starts it out by saying, Beloved in the Lord, my brothers and sisters, today we have read in the Gospel of Matthew the words of our Lord Jesus regarding his second glorious and terrible coming to earth. We read about how we will, uh, about he will sit on the throne of his glory in order to judge the world and how all the nations shall be gathered before him. Everyone, those whose lives have passed, those who now live, and those who have yet to be born. And then St. John goes on to quote, this gospel that we just heard. I'm just going to read the first two sentences of it again for the context. And he will separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. And of course, we heard just a few moments ago the ending of that gospel where those who have been faithful to God who have led godly and upright lives and who have reached out and in love and ministered to the poor. All of that litany of of things that our Lord said, I was hungry and you gave me to eat, thirsty and you gave me to drink, etc. He says to those who are sheep, come sit at my right hand. Embrace the kingdom that's been prepared for you. And of course, to the goats, he says the opposite. 
The very last sentence of that gospel passage reads, and these, meaning the goats, will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. St. John goes on to say these words. This is how the Lord concluded his words on the final terrible judgment of mankind. How sweet and joyful these words sound to the righteous. And how bitter and stern and forever unchanging they sound to hard-hearted sinners. Thus, the merciful shall obtain mercy. We We hear that in the Beatitudes, the Gospel of Matthew. Those who have stored the oil of good deeds will be able to enter the bridal chamber. For judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. That's from the book of James. Now, he says, brothers and sisters, it is beneficial for us to ask ourselves and to ponder to which side shall we belong? I asked that question of the kids this morning. Didn't go into any detail. I said, I want you to think about a question as you go into your church school class today. Am I a sheep or am I a goat? And that's all I said. So they walked away going, "Eh, what's he talking about? Now y'all are hearing it. St. John goes on to say, to the right or to the left, with the sheep, or with the goats, with the blessed, or with the cursed. You will say, who can know such a thing besides the Lord, who saves the upright in heart, and who possesses the most truthful scales of justice? To the Lord alone belongs the perfect knowledge regarding every man. Only he knows who among us will stand on the right side and who will stand on the left side. He alone knows what righteous person shall stand here in his righteousness and which ones won't, which sinner returns sincerely and repents and from a goat is turned into a sheep and which one ultimately becomes hardened in sin. Yes, of course, only God knows that. But he says to us, brethren, is given at least to know what is our state now. Who are we? Sheep or goats? Our conscience, that incorruptible judge and witness of our thoughts, words, and our deeds, shows us whether we are humble and gentle sheep of the rational fold, whether we are willing to share our goods with those in need, or whether we are proud, egotistical, evil, vengeful, unmerciful sinners who, like goats, are filled with the stench of our impurities. This we can know about ourselves right here and now. In the continuation of our earthly lives, and therefore we can judge on which side we might stand at the terrible judgment. That is, we might stand on the left side if we remain unrepentant, uncorrected sinners, filled with our pride and malice, with sinful impurities in our hearts and bodies. Yet we may hope that through faith, repentance, and good deeds, we may stand on the right side 
The choice of which side to stand on depends upon us. Time has been given to each of us by the merciful Savior to come to our senses and to repent, correct ourselves, stock up with an excess of oil of mercy and every virtue in order not to be ashamed at the judgment. We talk about that a lot, don't we? About how the gift of time, beloved, is given to us. Not so that we might accomplish, I mean ultimately, so that we might accomplish all that we need to do in the course of a day. Get all of our jobs done, all the honey-do list accomplished. Time is given to us, ultimately, beloved, so that we might choose to repent. So that we might choose to resist temptation, to fight against temptation, to not fall into sin, to embrace righteousness and holiness, to embrace the virtues, to become more like Christ. That's why we're here, and that's why we live in this time and space reality. St. John reminds us of that. He says, thus, let us take care to become lambs of, weak, of, of meekness, excuse me, not, not weakness, meekness, become lambs of meekness and gentleness, love and compassion, patience and long-suffering, humility and obedience, temperance and purity, and let us flee all the opposites of these virtues. The aforesaid virtues attain for us in this life the blessings of the Heavenly Father, and in the future life they establish us on the right side. Therefore, he says, I repeat, it is up to us to become worthy, to stand on the right side at the dreadful judgment, and to flee the left side. Listen to the all-blessed voice of the Savior who calls us into the kingdom of heaven and to flee the terrible voice that casts us into the eternal fire. He concludes by saying this. We write here, as it were, our deeds. Eternal justification or eternal condemnation for ourselves at the terrible judgment. And in this way, we say that the future judgment is written to execute on them, as it said, the written judgment. That's from Psalms, Psalm 149. The books of our consciences either justify us or condemn us. And all that is left to us is to listen to the just eternal sentence of the judge of all. Let us hasten. Let us hasten, beloved. These words are for us. These words are for me and you today. Let us hasten through sincere repentance and charity. And the Lord gives that to us in abundance as we enter the, into this season of great Lent. He gives us the opportunity to repent to go deeper into that life of repentance that we have embraced as Orthodox Christians. Let us hasten through sincere repentance and charity to obliterate from our consciences all of our sins. 
voluntary and involuntary, and to write in our consciences every good deed for the glory of his holy name. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, now and ever and unto ages of ages. Amen. Christ is in our midst. Thanks for listening. Find us online by searching St. Mary Orthodox Omaha or at facebook.com forward slash stmaryomaha. Omaha.